what if there was a place where wanting it all meant getting it too? New Cape Line sparkling cocktails are swooping in to transport you to a seriously delicious paradise. They come at you with all the flavor you want and nothing you don't in margarita, hard strawberry lemonade, and blackberry mojito varieties. Plus, they're made with just six simple ingredients and nothing artificial. Welcome to having your cake and eating it too. Head to capeline.com and find out where you can get your hands on the go-to drink of this summer. Welcome to Cape Line. Remember to celebrate responsibly 2019 Cape Line Beverages, Memphis, Tennessee. Kendra Scott has the jewelry you've been searching for with high style, quality gifts at an affordable price. They even have a great selection of gifts under $100, plus free shipping, free returns, and free gift wrapping. Use the code BACHELOR, that's B-A-C-H-E-L-O-R, BACHELOR, for 20% off your purchase of any full-price fashion jewelry at KendraScott.com, or mention the code BACHELOR at any Kendra Scott store. Again, the code is BACHELOR at KendraScott.com for 20% off your purchase. It's valid until September 1st. And now, let's batch. I didn't want to be like this today. No, so. but I want you in your highs and I want you in your lows. You know, I'll take you know whatever I can get with you. You know, that's what I want. I want to be the man next to you at the end of this. You know, and I think today I want to show you that I can be that guy that picks you up. We're gonna have fun. That's what we're gonna do. You know, so I mean, just there's that smile. There's, there's a little bit of it right there. So <laughs> there it is. We'll have fun, and just know I got you, and I'm always gonna have you, regardless. Welcome to Bachelor Party, presented by Cape Line, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm Juliette Littman. Today, I am joined by my esteemed colleague and friend, host of Binge Mode and Talk the Thrones, Miss Mallory Rubin. Butter me up, girl! <laughs> um, this was a big, big episode of The Bachelorette. A couple of groundbreaking things happened. We yeah. were going to talk about Jed. We will talk about the Luke on Luke crime. Mm. We will really dig into all of that. I also want to spend a little bit of time talking about Mike Johnson. Mm-hmm. But first, there's a much more pressing conversation that has to happen. I can't promise <laughs> that it's going to be completely PG-13. Um, it's a topic that is very important to both me and Mallory and something we've been in dialogue about for the, ba- the last four days. Yes. Something that makes both of us blush. And that would be... The man that is Tyler C. Tyler Cameron, former Baltimore Raven for a very short time. Mallory's favorite team. I just, I can barely find the words. I feel uncomfortable (laughs) thinking about Tyler. Watching Tyler this week. Oh my God. Was a whole, whole other level. I'm in some ways speechless, but on the other (laughs) hand, it's all that I would like to discuss. So I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay, so let's talk about Tyler's Instagram run yesterday. He kind of did like an AMA, which is something that Nick Vial has fashioned into like a Sunday thing. Yeah. And Tyler did it as well. Mm -hmm. And it was a pretty funny AMA. And Tyler, if you just watched him on the show, you might think that he was just, you might think he was a bro. You might think he was just like a really hot guy. Both of those are true. Yes, both are true. (laughs) But it doesn't speak to the full Tyler experience. He contains multitudes. He really does. (laughs) He really does. So yesterday in Tyler's AMA, he revealed a few things. He revealed that John Paul Jones eats a pineapple like it's corn on the cob. Incredible revelation. Incredible revelation. Where are you at on John Paul Jones? Into him. I just love it. I would like for him to intern at the ringer or something. Oh my God, that would be fabulous. I suspect that he will be a breakout star in paradise. 
If I were one of the women going to the paradise, I would be primarily focused on John Paul Jones. I mean, assuming Tyler wasn't there. Um, who knows? He also revealed Pilot Pete's phone number, which I screenshotted. Have yes, not yet. Likewise. I also screenshotted that. <laughs> we can group. We'll, we'll, I'll do a group text. You, me, and Pilot Pete. Do you think that's this. really his number? If it is, he probably has changed by now. <laughs> it, it might be. I don't know. I, I need to look into it. Is that confirmation, do you think, that Pete does not win? Win. Yes, I was thinking that because— if he had won, he would not be giving out his number. Yeah. Yes, I think that's pretty strong confirmation that Pilot P doesn't win. But she is very into him. We'll talk about him a little bit later. Um, and then this is probably the most important thing that he Instagrammed. Someone asked, like, his, his favorite book that he read recently. I'm so glad you're bringing this up. His answer was stunning. <laughs> like, stunning. It it was astonishing. <laughs> it stopped me in my <laughs> tracks. What would you expect the answer to be? There's, I think, a very obvious answer here. Friday Night Lights? I was going to say the Bible. I feel like the go-to, oh. my favorite book is the Bible. I've read it so many times. Interesting. People, Christian, people, like, practicing Christians are pretty common on reality TV. I just feel like if I had to just, was guessing off the top of my head someone I had no context about, but I knew they were on a reality TV show, and they were like, my favorite book is blank, I would just be like, the Bible. Mm-hmm. And then, like, maybe number two would be, like, for, like, a hipster, like, Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. <laughs> And, like, for a bro, it would be, like, I don't know, like, maybe, like, uh, like uh, some kind of self-help book. But Tyler, Mallory, what did Tyler say? I can't. I have to let you have this moment. I, I can't. I, that Tyler said his favorite recent book that he has read is The Tattoo Artist of Auschwitz. So immediately upon seeing this, I did two things simultaneously. Please tell me. I sent it to you. Yes. <laughs> And I Googled it to see if it was possible that there were two books out there with the same title. <laughs> and I just had remained unaware somehow. <laughs> Incredible. Incredible. Um, no, there is not. This is like a, a heavy, deep book. It obviously, it's two Jewish women is like, you know, has some meaning. Uh, it's an international bestseller. It's like a really popular book. I actually haven't read it, but like, now I'm like, maybe I should. <laughs> and I'm sorry, I actually got the title wrong. It's The Tattooist of Auschwitz. Yes. It's so overwhelming that he selected this book. It just selects. First of all, there's no way this answer was fed to him, right? No, it seems completely. See, this is the thing about him in general. Completely sincere. Completely sincere. <laughs> completely sincere. I believe every single thing he says. And that is why Tyler is trouble because Tyler is unbelievably attractive. Like, I, what do you prefer, Instagram model Tyler mm-hmm. or Bachelorette bedhead Tyler? All of the above. Yes, <laughs> my answer is yes. <laughs> Tyler is is the type of guy that, like, if you took a J Crew model from mm-hmm. two thousand and three and combined him with Pacey Witter from Dawson's Creek. Oh my God. That is Tyler, and that is. A deadly combination. Pacey, as I've actually written about for TheRinger.com, for me and I think an entire generation of women, ruined the idea (laughs) of what a boyfriend could be because Pacey was so wonderful and so unrealistic, just beyond. But he wasn't that handsome. That's one of the part of his charm. That's right. So our colleague Jason Gallagher has compared Tyler to Tim Riggins, and he does have that kind of— casual, almost just unintentional sexuality. Like, so you could tell in the musical aspect of their date Uh when the singer 
Like, did an eyebrow raise watching them? A side note on that. It was Jake Owen, who was the singer. Yes. Jake Owen, legitimately famous. Very popular country music star. Also, what are Tyler's, Tyler's <laughs> Instagram story? So Tyler, one of the questions in his AMA yesterday was, what's your favorite musical artist? And he right. said Jake Owen, someone else. I can't remember. It's like Corbin something. I think that was manipulative. That had to be a nod to the That episode. was a nod to the had episode. To and probably is not actually the case. Yeah. Had to be a nod. Had to be had a nod to, to be. be. Absolutely. But so... Jake. Yes. For the first time that I can remember, at least, <laughs> seemed more focused on watching the couple than on his musical act. And that's that's nothing against his his rendition, which was lovely. Yeah, he seemed, it was good. But he was, like, totally taken by the absolutely palpable sexual energy that Tyler exudes. I've never seen anything like it in my entire life. Uh, but I, so I've been thinking back over Tyler's performance through four episodes. Yeah. And I think Tyler has that with everyone. Because do you remember? Oh, yeah. Remember when he went up to Cam in oh, episode, yeah. episode two? I'll never forget And it. to like, to be like, kind of intervene, sort of like lay the smack down. He was so smooth in how he did it. And it wasn't like a sexual energy, but there was like a chemistry there. There's a confidence. T- Tyler, I can't imagine what it's like to go through life as Tyler, where you're... Talented enough at football to make it to the NFL, mm-hmm. where you're so handsome that you could model. You're so good at whatever <laughs> you're doing that you actually, through four episodes, have not mentioned that you were in the NFL. I know. That part's amazing. I, I wonder if that is because he's so full of despair that it didn't work out, or <laughs> because he just has so much else going on. Now, he has brought up football a couple times. Yes, he has. He did the... Uh, very ill-conceived tackling drill with with Hannah Hilarious. where he moved <laughs> the blocking pad. So and she fell. this was, I think, an, was this is a blooper. I think after the fact or on Twitter. I'm not sure it was in the episode. I can't remember. But so basically, you know, like in football, maybe you do or do you don't. Like a common drill is for like a coach or for someone to hold a pad and for a lineman. It's like a lineman drill, right? To like to run into the pad to try to like practice tackling. Tyler did this drill with Hannah, and but he like. Pulled the the pad up, right. and so instead, and he thought it would be a way for him to like catch her hug, and yeah. hug her, but she, she just fell. fell. <laughs> she just fell. And then even that, he was so cute. He kind of fell on top of her and hugged her and apologized. I and then of course he brought up the feeling of running through a football tunnel, yes. on game day, and how you know the emotions that he feels for her. One of the only things in life that's ever been comparable to that sensation. But he's never said, yeah, I'm, I got signed by an NFL team. Interestingly, the, I believe that his bachelor bio yes. says that he was drafted. Yes, and you and Roger Sherman, this I is believe. not true. I believe you and Roger look into this. He was, and, and this is still an incredible achievement, but he was signed sure. after the draft as an undrafted free agent. Shouts to Kaya, who dug up, you always go local, folks. <laughs> dug up some local media in which there is a video interview with him. It's kind of a quick run-through of some of the other uh, Florida college football talent from that draft class. And Tyler, in this video, explains how he was home with his father, who Mm. obviously plays a core role in this episode of The Bachelorette, and how his dad came in to check on him, see if he was okay. And right then, his phone rang, and it was his agent, and he said, we're going with the Ravens. And when you're an undrafted free agent and you're on the NFL radar, you usually have your choice of teams, and it's which situation is going to be the best. They brought him on to be either a fullback or an H-back. So thinking about the drill he ran with Hannah, that's fascinating because it must mean he was a really gifted blocker. If you're going to be an H-back, you're a really (laughs) gifted blocker. So you're a team player. 
Exactly. You, you protect your guy. Selfless. You protect your guy. Selfless. It's amazing how much Bachelor football overlap there is, by the way. Incredible. It comes up every week. Incredible. Uh, Tyler is just a force to be reckoned with. He is, we were discussing this, you and I, previously today. I can't think of anyone on his level of attractiveness to ever be on this show before. And it's not just because he's so physically hot. Because he he's not, like, perfect looking. That's part of, part of what makes him so hot is he doesn't look like a Ken doll. He's got some scars. He... He never had—I don't think he ever had, like, braces. Like, he looks natural, which I find incredibly appealing. But he just has this whole package. You're right. It's his confidence. It's the shawl neck sweater he wore. Oh, my God. It's the way that he's, like, obviously not intimidated by any of the guys. He just has the whole package, and I can't think of anyone ever being (laughs) this hot on The Bachelorette before. He—I think part of his appeal is that he kind of, like, wades in and out of a lot of different buckets. So on the one hand— He's clearly the Southern bro, mm. but he also has a little bit of this worldly city aspect with these fancy sweaters and this fashion sense and his tight pants. Yes. I want to talk about the tight pants Let's at some do it. point. Let's do it now. Let's do it now. His pants are so tight. I've never seen anyone wear pants that tight. He, so, can't, he can't sit down in a normal fashion. So a couple episodes ago when he and Hannah were on a blanket on the ground, yeah. he had to— go down on his knees first, and then rotate around to sit, presumably so his pants don't split. That's like a girl wearing a skirt that's too short. I've never seen anything like it. And then he has—one so other thing I love about Tyler, and actually all these guys, is they're, they're pretty poorly dressed. Like, none of these guys consulted with stylists, or if they did, they were so bad. So many white pink, pink blazers. Pink blazers. Also, Tyler's go-to suit and his jacket that he repurposes is, like, a very light gray. It's a summer suit. I mean, the man lives in Florida, so I guess that kind of explains it. The pants on that suit are so tight. They're so tight. I'm like, did you, is this old? Like, are you not used to the size that you are now? I think it must be deliberate. I mean, he's been playing football for years. He's probably been huge for years. I think that's probably part of it. Used to wearing tight pants from his football uniform. Oh, my God. That's no excuse. That's ridiculous. I I think he looks great. I have, like, I just have a a question about the... biology and the, the almost the physics of it because of his pants or like why you're not seeing his erection so that's my question okay not why we're not seeing it how can he get one <laughs> in pants that tight we need ben higgins we to need explain ben this. Higgins. i was thinking about the candor that ben has provided in the past about the nature of dealing with an erection on the show tyler's pants are so tight that i would actually worry about his safety if he sprouted an erection. And they're a light color. I just feel like it would really stand out. <laughs> there's no room. I, there's no room. I know. I, I don't really get it either. And can he possibly be wearing underwear? We would see the lines. I think we would see the lines. I think you're right. <laughs> but I don't. How is he not? Those pants are so tight. That seems uncomfortable. I, I mean. Think of wearing pants that tight under, wearing underwear, especially as a man. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe men like that. I don't. I don't know. I don't know Colton famously didn't wear underwear, though he also did not wear super tight pants. Colton also told us every ten seconds that he is a professional football player, which is not true. <laughs> um, um, just thinking about this threw me off my game. Just think, sorry. Thinking about a <laughs> Tyler without underwear. Um, this brings me to an important question, though, uh-huh. to your point about the erection situation. Yeah. Do he and Hannah have good chemistry? Okay, I'm glad you asked this. I think that they have less intense chemistry than she has with some of the other guys, but I would like to posit that that's a good thing for them because long-term. they'll build up. It's lasting. Yeah. That when you when you have that kind of 
I need to tear your clothes off right now, chemistry with a person. Yeah. Uh, I, I assume. It, <laughs> it doesn't last. Sure. No passion ever really Burns lasts hot in life, yeah. right? And so Although, it's you, not You can find it again. I have to tell I'm playing with the Bachelorette right now. <laughs> You're so alive right now with your love for this franchise. And Tyler. My love for Tyler, who, by the way, I've DM'd with. Oh my god! But uh, like, what a flex! Strictly business, sure. Trying For now, get, trying to get Tyler on this yield podcast. He'd be great if well, it's the last thing I do. You, I will. You have to get him here absolutely. into this studio, Tyler. If you're listening, I will not rest until you come into the studio. <laughs> and I swear I'll be normal. Just ask Ben and Blake. I swear. <laughs> I think that, like with all other things involving the Tyler experience, the chemistry is is simmering. It's like a, a low boil. Well. Let's talk about their date. Even heat. <laughs> where they, they cooked. So it's very relevant. Good transition. So they they had a date where Hannah, the night before, had dealt with all the drama related to the two Lukes, mm-hmm. which, again, we'll come back to. It's, like, so boring compared to Tyler. Oh like, I'd rather talk about Tyler, like, for the rest of my life than Same. ever talk about Luke. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> Hannah's upset. She's crying. And this is one of the landmark things that happened in this episode that I believe is unprecedented. Hannah, in episode four, she's crying. She's having a hard time gathering herself for her date with Tyler. She's wearing a, a hideous sweater, which is a, the only, <laughs> one of her only missteps as the Bachelorette, both on the show and doing publicity, which is just terrible. Just a really ugly sweater. I guess the girl's not used to, to knits in New England. I could talk to her if she'd like. She was definitely dressed throughout the episode for, like, legitimate blizzard. Yeah, yeah, and it was— and the guys were in, like— lightweight clothing. I, be- I remember when it happened because this is um, this is like the first week of April, last week of March or something because that, that's when Mike Fleiss tweeted about the the playoffs of the NBA had not started yet so it must have been early April. Mm. Um, Hannah turns to the camera and she's saying she's having a really hard time because she's doubting herself because she has strong feelings for Luke P and she says probably the strongest feelings. Yep. yep. I did a double take. If I had been drinking water I would spit it out. <laughs> That's wild. Episode four, and she's telling us who the front runner is? It's very early for something like that. Wow. Makes me wonder how many times has a lead turned to the camera and been like, this is who I want, and we don't get to see it. It makes me confident that he's not going to be the one in the end. Absolutely not. Because they wouldn't give away Couldn't the give it away in, yep. number, in episode four. Yep. So that was, like the, that was after Jed's date, where Jed made a major reveal. And I was just like, holy cow, we're in uncharted territory. <laughs> and I'm loving it. <laughs> And then we're not on the lobster boat. And then Tyler arrives for the perfect storm date, minus the perfect storm. <laughs> they go out on a lobster fishing boat. And I mean, they're basically Hannah and Tyler are pretty much like on the same level of hotness as Diane Lane and Mark Wahlberg, are they not? Oh, absolutely. Plus George Clooney. I mean, whatever. I mean, I, Diane Lane is a, an all-time beauty. Like, I, she I think is Diane just... Lane is for like people our age to like a little bit older, the most unanimously agreed upon beautiful person. Yeah, she and Tyler have something similar, actually. As, as you know, <laughs> Tyler, one of the greats already. The beauty could fit in any era, any yes. era. Yeah, like we, I, I, we were again exploring his Instagram at, at length. <laughs> Over the weekend. And some of his pictures, when you look at them, it really is like, this James could Dean. be James Dean. Yes. It really could be. Yes, absolutely. But also, he just looks like a dude in 2019, all at the same time. Oh, he's so hot. <laughs> and, then, and then they go on the fishing. So then they go out. So Tyler comes in. He's wearing a terrible outfit. He looks like he has bedhead. It's like he might have been drunk, drunk the night before I and like it. didn't know that he had this date coming. I love it, too. It was so casual. And he looked like a regular guy who's like kind of an idiot. Just sort of like, really? This is how you dress for your... Your one shot at this girl, but like, all right, whatever, man. And she's feeling down, clearly, visibly down. He she notices sh- it right away. Yeah, she's shaking. And first of all, 
I'm going to read you some of his quotes because you need to see his words written out. It really runs counter to the, oh my God, Tyler theory. Okay. He first greets her at the marina. He goes, sup, girl. <laughs> he says it like that. <laughs> he goes on to say, beautiful day. Has nothing on you, though. I love it. If I so- love it. If someone said that to me, I, I think I would, like, I don't know. I mean, if if the person wasn't as attractive as Tyler, That's I would the laugh thing. at them. That's the thing is he's just he's hot enough to get away with things that other people aren't. I know, and that's the that's the trouble of a hot of a hot guy. It is going to get away with. It's going to be devastating if he lets us down at some point. We're and all he's, so in. He's definitely going to. He's not perfect. He's human. There's no way. Anyway, let's keep going. So he um, really wants to pick her up. He gives her an amazing, an amazing supportive speech that I'm just like, how? Like, this is like, this is the pacey of you coming out. Wonderful. She's Wonderful. feeling down. She's saying she's having a really hard time. Doesn't phase him at all. No. He she, wants to be there for her. He said, I want to be there for you in the good times and the bad. I want to be the one to pick you up. He stresses it to her so many times. And he just stays, like, relentlessly positive. The best thing you can do in that situation is be positive and, like, insist on another person meeting you on your level. Yes. And that's exactly what they do. And again, it just seemed... It, it maybe seemed he's genuine. an incredible actor, but it just seemed so sincere and so genuine. He said, I want you in your highs and I want you in your lows. It's like fucking Nicholas Spark shit. <laughs> I can be that guy who picks you up. It's beautiful. It's amazing. And then he presumably did pick her up, and they go onto this fishing boat, this lobster fishing boat. Yeah. And they both don these fisherman outfits, which are like bright yellow yellow with orange piping, rubber overalls. Yeah. This will will be the setting for your fanfic. For mine? Yeah. (laughs) Tyler looks so hot. It's like put him straight into a calendar like that. Doesn't even need to get naked. He looks so hot in the overalls. It was amazing. It was incredible. The wind in his hair. He that man is is made to be like on on the water, coated in lobster butter, and he's just loving it. And then and then he's he is loving it. And then they they get lobsters, whatever. Fine. Mm. Couldn't help but think of Cosmo Kramer and the lobster episode of Seinfeld. <laughs> and Tyler again being like, I was like, oh right, this guy's twenty five and like kind of a cheese ball and like an idiot. He's, like, hitting her with some really cheesy lines. He has to know her cheesy, but he says them nonetheless. Yeah. He says, as they're eating lobster, lobster, well, first of all, they're doing the fishing, and he goes to her, stop getting lost in my eyes, okay? Focus on what we're doing here. Again, I loved this. (laughs) I loved it. no. I loved it. No. Yes, I loved it because, okay, Tyler, as we have explored already at length, is almost impossibly hot and sexual. Yes. So I don't know why. I just find the fact that he acknowledges that so bizarrely refreshing. Like, I don't, but this is the thing. Like, this is my armchair psychologist I love to do. It's not that he's just like acknowledging it. I don't think that we can understand what it's like to live life as someone that attractive, where it's like probably just acknowledged around him all the time that he's impossibly hot. So he's just sort of like, it's implicit that it's not even like an acknowledgement. He's just like, this is part of life. I'm I'm really hot and sexual. Yeah, absolutely. Like when when was it last episode when he said he or two episodes ago when he said he wanted to be like her arm candy? 95% of the time, that would be horrifyingly alienating. And when he said it, I was just like, look at this guy. What a feminist. (laughs) (laughs) Wants to put her first. Wants to just be there to support her and her dreams and her ambitions. I felt the same way, though. I was like, he wants to be a supportive boyfriend slash husband. One who also says, while eating lobster, butter me up, girl. 
And Want Some Tail? Want Some Tail killed me. That was insane. <laughs> I loved it. And then she was asking if he cooks, and he was like, yeah, I, I, I do. I'm like, I've got a few things. Mm-hmm. And he says he likes to grill. And yeah. she's like, well, I'm like particular about my steaks. And he says, big time griller, big time chiller. Okay. I have a question for you about this. Yes. Was this just fun wordplay, or do you think this was a Netflix and chill sex reference? Definitely Netflix and chill sex yeah. reference. I took it that way as well. Absolutely. Again, I loved, loved it. it. <laughs> yes, loved it. I do like that. Like, why, I like that the show is not sexless this season. There's so, but partially because of Tyler, they're so, and, and also because of Luke and the massages, there's so much sexual mm-hmm. chemistry. I love it. And we have to, one more Tyler quote, and then we'll, and then we'll, kind of move on. Uh, Tyler says to her, when they finally meet for dinner at the end of their date before they see Jake Owen play, you're dangerous in black. And she's wearing she's wearing black dress. She loved that line. You could tell. She did. But women love, women love, I love to be told I look good. Yeah. So he knows how to issue a compliment. He knows how to issue a compliment. And he really does. This is, I have a theory about why Tyler is dangerous and I want to share it with you. <laughs> but first, let's talk about today's sponsors. Finding a new job is a lot of work. What if you had your own personal recruiter to help you find a better job? Now ZipRecruiter's technology can do that for you. Just download the ZipRecruiter job search app, let it know what kind of jobs you're interested in, and its technology starts doing the work. The ZipRecruiter app finds jobs you'll like and puts your profile in front of employers who may be looking for someone like you. If an employer likes your profile, ZipRecruiter lets you know. So if you're interested in the job, you can apply. No wonder ZipRecruiter is the number one rated job search app. Listeners should download the free ZipRecruiter job search app today and let the power of technology work for you. Don't wait. The sooner you download the free ZipRecruiter job search app, the sooner it can help you find a better job. Article recently released their 2019 outdoor collection with three distinct styles you'll be spending this summer in patio paradise. Article is the easiest way to buy beautiful modern furniture and saves 30% over traditional prices. They cut out the middleman to sell their goods directly to you and keep prices low. That means no showrooms, no salespeople, and no retail markups. Article focuses on quality and construction, offering beautifully crafted contemporary pieces at fair prices. It's online furniture dedicated to modern aesthetic and Scandinavian simplicity. Article offers fast, flat rate shipping to anywhere in the U.S. and Canada, starting at just $49 with free basic shipping on all orders over $999 and additional options for in-room delivery and assembly assistance. In-stock items will be delivered in two weeks or less and you get 30 days to return or exchange. I love all of my article items. I have three pieces in my home and I really love them. They fit in really nicely with my decor. They came assembled and they just are really stylish. I particularly like the media cabinet I have next to my couch. It's perfect for both holding things in my living room and for putting uh, my drinks on it. It's just really great. If you're interested in Article, they're offering $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more at article.com slash bachelor. That's article.com slash bachelor and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. Visit article.com slash bachelor to get $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. Okay, I swear I'll move on from Tyler very shortly, but just final. Final? Must, must we? I just want to caution. I want us all to hedge on Tyler because while okay. we're on such a high with him right now, mm-hmm. and he's the hottest person I've seen on my television in 2019, <laughs> hands down. There's absolutely no question. And I hope he actually didn't listen to this podcast because he'll probably never come on if he has. <laughs> I just want to say, someone this attractive is just not safe. This is a guy who knows how hot he is. Mm-hmm is using it to his advantage, says all the right things at the right time, wears the tightest pants, wears incredible sweaters that are just incredibly appealing, 
and just knows it. He's no dummy. He's reading The Tattooist of Auschwitz. Like, he's not just like some bonehead who listens to music all the time. And that's dangerous. A smart, hot guy is as dangerous as they come. Tyler went to Wake Forest. Not a bad school. Which is a great school. <laughs> yes. And then got an MBA. He also was on the debate FAU. And he was on the debate team. Yeah, like he, in one of the uh, sweeter posts on his Instagram is his graduation from FAU. This really, again, seemingly very sincere note to his parents about always pushing him to be great and focus on his studies. I think he is a bright guy. Yes. That's another reason why he's good for Hannah. I think she is bright as well. Absolutely. They have they have that in common where you look at them and you're maybe going to wrongly assume yeah, like, that they're, you know, empty-headed and, and not interested in any kind of pursuit other than being hot and on TV. And, you know, not that there's anything wrong with that if that were true, by the way. But it seems like that's the other thing. Their conversations have, you know, while, while not necessarily the most— um, intellectually rigorous so far have felt like pretty effortless totally and so that also feels more important than just this like unstoppable sexual chemistry like they actually (laughs) seem to like being around each other and there's like enough for them to talk about and then you know we didn't even talk about how he opened up to her because it's like almost like besides the point it's so sweet sweet. sweet. his father had some health health issues and he he nearly died and Tyler went through that like two months before going on the show basically and he was really earnest in talking about it he didn't exploit it as like this is my story he didn't even preface it with like this is like really important or like I just need to get this out she he said it because she asked him yes she kind of made a similar point to what you're saying now, which is basically like, what are you doing here? Yeah. What are you doing Yeah, here? she was like, it made me, she, she's she like, was I on thought, her heels too about she it. She was like, I thought you were a player. It made me want to put a wall up with you. And he really opens up to her. And it's like, it's moving. Could not possibly be more all in on Tyler. Also, I don't... It's not like we're saying he never was a player. He probably was. I mean, Tyler's a college football player. Yeah, I mean. Tyler looks the way he looks. Like, I'm sure he's had no problem. Hopefully he got STD STD testing on the regular. Well, I mean. Yeah, you screen, right? Yeah, they screen. They screen. Yeah. (laughs) You know, he wants to be out on his boat. He wants to be drinking. He wants to be partying. But he also has a job, is perfectly comfortable saying I love to dance and be weird. I don't really care what other people think of me. Now it's easy not to care what other people think of you when you are like unbelievably good looking and trying to be a professional model. I don't know. He just, I find him so captivating. I know. In a way that, you know, there are plenty of hot guys on the show. Sure. And always are. But the super hot ones are rarely the super engaging and interesting ones. I know. Tyler's, Tyler contains multitudes, and it's, like, really exciting. And I'm telling you, beware. I'm just, I just want to caution. I think she's going to end up with him. I fucking hope so. I really do. <laughs> this was the episode where I started to form a really clear sense of the top four to six. And then within that, the top two. Who do you think the top two are? Peter and Tyler. She's— Really attracted to Peter. We haven't gotten a lot of Peter's screen time, but that which we have gotten is her saying, when she was like, okay, Peter's my boyfriend. She's really into Peter, whose phone number we may or may not have. (laughs) And he seems into her as well. I think that there are going to, there are and are ultimately going to be two camps of Mm -hmm. men for her. Peter is one archetype. Sure. He's the kind of guy that she thinks she's on the show because, to meet, like the guy she thinks she's supposed to meet, the guy who's a little bit different than the type of person she always dates. 
Tyler is the poster boy for the thing that she already likes. Tyler, you see how he fits into your life. Yes. Peter, you're like, let me take let me take a flyer on yeah. this guy. Let me try something. Literally take a flyer. With oh my God. With <laughs> Didn't even think Get of that. Get on that jet. It's, you know, it's, it's very much a Becca and Lauren situation like Ari had, mm-hmm. where one, I think he had a clear sense of what their life would be like together, and the other was truly who he wanted. Yeah. And he made the wrong choice at first, although now everyone seems very happy, so it doesn't matter. But that's, that's a good point. I mean— there, a, a lot of these guys are charming, and I like them. Like, I love John Paul Jones, and um, I, like, weirdly like Kevin. I want more from Mateo. Grant and Garrett just having some come-ups, you know? But none of them seem, like, legit contenders for her. And, like, none, yeah. of, none of them are as captivating as, like, the like Pilot Pete's boyishness oh and Tyler's, like, absolutely devastatingly incredible perfection. Peter's smile is a murder weapon. So Pilot Pete, similar. I, I, he's like it's like Mayor Pete, Pilot Pete. Pilot Pete is the like in some ways the total opposite of Tyler. Yeah, he dresses really badly. He doesn't seem to have a lot of game. Needs a haircut. Needs a haircut. And is like my guy needs a fade. While Tyler is totally chiseled, Pilot Pete just has like this sort of like rotund look to him in a, like a very like sweet and appealing way like not that he's like o- overweight in any means but like his just face is kind of round he looks very boyish very boyish boyish charm lives he at home lives I at believe. home now I guess if you're always on the move there's some practicality to that totally. as well but obviously he's very close with his parents and his family has brought that up a lot I love that yeah it's sweet You want? I think you want a family oriented guy on this kind of show yes Certainly. Yeah. She was really into Pilot Pete. And she loves him. She the way she talked about Pilot Pete to the camera is it's it almost seems like Tyler is such the obvious choice that she like almost isn't going there. I think that Luke P and Jed and also maybe Garrett, even though they're no they're they're nowhere near Tyler in terms of um for, for, me, for me, personal appeal. I think they're in that, they that similar mold. Sexual energy in the they're same the way. kind of guy that she tends to date yeah. already. Southern or at least like there's also like something sh- culturally familiar. There's a lot of peacocking that goes on with, yes. with Luke and Jed. Athletes. And like what did, what Lauren said to you when she was on a couple weeks ago about how Hannah said uh, it was in essence like I want a guy who looks like he hasn't showered but smells like he has. Yes. Those are those guys. Yes. And then Peter and Connor, maybe? Connor are, asked? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are the, remaining Connor. The remaining Connor in that other bucket? Remaining, you know? One note on remaining Connor. If she liked him at all, he would have gotten at least a few lines on this week's episode. We yeah. see him, but he doesn't speak. Like, basically at all. And yeah. so he's out. He's absolutely out. If you're going to be six foot six, you got to have the personality for it. And he simply does not. I like him. Connor? I liked the little love notes that he left. Connor seems like a really sweet guy who will probably find someone in paradise. It's not Hannah. She's so not into him. And I just think that she's, <laughs> I think that she's really into Pilot Pete. And I think she's really into Jed. I want to talk about Jed. Yeah. Jed, Jed's date was groundbreaking for three primary reasons. Let's Stunning. Just, let's just start with the Spawn Con, the Halo Top Spawn Con. Oh my God. So Hannah and Jed <laughs> have a date in Boston, though the, this week they're mostly in Rhode Island. And first of all, they act like Boston is like a foreign land that they've mm-hmm. never heard of. Mm-hmm. And like American history is like basically like medieval history. <laughs> and they're like learning about America. It was really, it was actually very funny. Hannah, you know, we're both from the Northeast. And 
I just, you know, Boston is just sort of like a fact of life. Like, everyone goes to Boston a couple times. I go it's to like, Cape Cod. Literally, it was like, oh, Quincy Market. Yeah, Quincy Market. Yeah, like, Faneuil <laughs> Hall, of course. Right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, sure. Like, Boston is, like, so commonplace and, like, just, like, part of, like, the essence of being from the Northeast. But both of them were like, this is America. This is the founding of America, which is so funny because as a Northeastern, you're like, no, it's kind of Philadelphia. Like, Boston is, like, maybe where, like, you know, things, the Boston Tea Party happened. She she couldn't Boy. remember. Stretched hard for the for the. T- she finally got there, but it was very hard for Hannah to remember. No taxation, that representation. That was a uh, maybe the first moment this season where we, it was like this is a throwback to the old Hannah. Yeah, totally. She still can't give a toast. Did you notice how bad her toast was at the final cocktail party? Yeah, I find rough. I find those parts of the Hannah experience so far like I don't know charming and kind of winning because she the whole time has just been very candid about wanting to be vulnerable and unabashedly herself and saying, well, part of being me is that I'm not perfect. Whereas before with Colton, it was that she was working so hard to be perfect that it was just agonizing to watch. Yeah. So in general, I've liked it, but this this moment was bizarre. (laughs) This was like ignorant. It was not not good. But you know what? As I've revealed on this podcast, I know nothing about being on the Air Force, and so I can't call anyone ignorant. I'm so embarrassed by how little, but how much I've learned since about what it takes to be in the Air Force. <laughs> so anyway, her and Jed, they walk around Boston, mm-hmm. and then at the photo po- booth, photo booth, which was cute. Mm-hmm. I was impressed that they were able to like force them in there, and they had the camera ready, waiting to capture that moment. And then at the point at which they would have a picnic and like have a bottle of champagne, they're just walking through, or like you know, one of one of the parks in Boston probably close to um, where the make way for ducklings are. And they just happen upon, mm. just shocking. Out in the wilderness. A Halo Top ice cream guy who has like two pints for them and hands them gold spoons. Mm-hmm. And then they like toast using their ice cream. It was so absurd and one of the worst spawn con integrations I can remember. And you know who does it really badly? A survivor. They're always like, oh, yeah. and then you can take a shower with herbal essences. See, the thing about the survivor integration that I admire is that they're not even trying to be subtle or no. coy about it. It's just like, this is SpawnCon. Do you want your fucking burger or not? Yeah, totally. Do you, <laughs> totally. Do you want your shower? Do you yeah. want your SpawnCon? Do you want your rice? Like, whatever. This, I couldn't, I think they couldn't decide if they wanted it to be like natural or not. And there were ways they could have done it naturally. Like we've actually seen them eating a lot this season. Yes. It also would have been way better if when Hannah was sick, if they'd been in bed eating ice cream because who doesn't like to do that? Like this was just so incredibly awkward and Hannah like kind of like receded into her shell in this moment. Yeah. And that was why it didn't work. It also felt like they had been fed lines. You know, well, I want to try your flavor. Yeah. I could eat the whole pint. My favorite writers are blah, blah, blah. And also because we had seen the whole Halo Top bid on the, was it the Women Tell All? or no, the after, after the final, final rose? And the after the final And Nick did their commercial right. and everything. So like we're trained as viewers to know that this is integrated advertising? It just, it it just, just did not work. Bizarre. It just did not work Did at you all. notice their flavors? Um, one was cookies and cream. Yeah. Hannah, she was either eating cookies and cream or cookie dough. Cookie, Something I with a cookie. Because it didn't see what Jed's flavor was. The gold spoons also freaked me out. It's just like, what's the point of that? It was just really, it was, didn't work. And from there, mm-hmm. they go to the Cheers bar. They finally get to drink. Yes. I was. Do you think Hannah or Jed knows the Cheers is? They certainly did not seem to have any. I don't think, any I don't appreciation any for idea. where they were. I don't think they had any idea. <laughs> Just absolutely incredible. And then finally, they play two on two. Yep. with Jalen Brown and Terry Rozier. Unbelievable. Scary Terry of the Boston Celtics. <laughs> A couple major revelations about this. Yes. First of all, I've since Googled it, and I I've never seen such a clear shot of Terry Rozier's 
head tattoo before where it has 317 in the back mm-hmm. of his head. And I was like, is that hair or a tattoo? And I just, I had never <laughs> noticed it before. I watch Celtics games all the time. Yeah. I just, I just was shocked. <laughs> Next, Hannah, what number was she wearing? Mm. She was wearing, Can't remember. She was wearing 11. That's okay. Kyrie Irving's number. Wow. You might not think that's that big of a deal, but then Jed, who she's with, gets like 44 or 45, which is like a random number that like no one notable wears. Hannah could have had any number. And yet, they gave her fucking 11. And put her name on it. They put her, it said <laughs> Hannah on the back. It did not say Irving. That's brutal. And it's just like, who's Kyrie Irving? Does he even exist? They've replaced Kyrie Irving with Hannah for this one moment in Celtics history. It was so wow. funny to me. And just like, it just was a hilarious fuck you. I mean, it was crazy. Brutal. I Real. guess I guess Hannah's not a flat earther, so she couldn't. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think so. But I just thought that was like such a small thing that is perfect for the ringer to like be like, wow, like, you know, it's like you know, Bill's team is the Celtics. Yeah. Kyrie Irving is one of the most famous NBA players. We covered the Bachelor like it's a sport, and I was just like, thank you, Boston Celtics, and thank you, Bachelorette, for giving me this moment. I was I was floored. We're not they were not wearing Kyrie's custom sneaker either. No, so couldn't even give the the new you know where the friends one would have been coming out right around this time that this episode aired. It was all just so weird because then also Jalen and Terry were wearing like pennies, like practice mm-hmm. jerseys. They weren't actually wearing their own jerseys, which is fine. They look cool. Okay, I have a question about this. Why go the custom, authentic jersey route if you have to tape over the logos? I know. I know. Why do that? My guess is, so they had, a, I believe Boston is sponsored by, well, obviously, they typed over Nike, mm-hmm. and then I think GE is Boston's sponsor. Mm-hmm. And my guess is miscommunication. My guess is the Celtics got those made for them or someone got them made. And they didn't have clearance. And they didn't have clearance. And they just like didn't even think about it. That's my guess. And then also it's cool for them to have like custom actual jerseys after the fact. Very if, tough to have <laughs> tape. Another thing I was wondering is they should have had it been Brown versus not Brown. It should have been Hannah and Jalen versus Terry and Jed. Because Hannah Brown, Jalen Brown. Was it not? No, it was, it was Jed and Hannah versus... Um, I was candidly distracted by not just Jed's arm muscles, but Hannah's. The the arm muscle definition was incredible. I think she's a good athlete. I I just want to say the biggest winner of this date, Jalen Brown. Oh, my God. What a a sensitive soul. He gave great love advice to Hannah. Absolutely fabulous relationship advice. Listen. Uh, Yes, listen. And I'm so thrilled that the Celtics, per rumors, are planning to build around Tatum and Brown because Jalen Brown is obviously a winner. Well, if you ask Jed... They got to spend the day with two of the most <laughs> important players in the NBA. I bet he's like really into Scary Terry as a Southerner since he went to Louisville and everything. Okay, so this is, those were like all shocking. Mm-hmm. Nothing quite as shocking in this episode. The Tyler stuff is like in a different stratosphere. <laughs> Nothing was quite as shocking this episode as Jed revealing to Hannah this. When I signed up for the show, I was so clueless. I was open to the idea because I love love. Mm-hmm. I do. I love the idea of it. But my first thought was, you know, this is like a huge platform. Mm-hmm. And I just want you to know the truth. So I came in with that mindset. But every moment that we've had has just kind of taken all that away and showed me that, like, now more than anything, I want to be with you. Okay. Jed! told Hannah that he came on the show for the wrong reasons. Unbelievable. I was floored. 
So first of all, immediately Jed, rewound to listen again. Me too. I've watched it like seven times. I've listened, and then, in fact, I was distracted by watching, and I needed to hear the audio, so yeah. I just listened to it on my laptop. <laughs> I am floored by this moment, and once again, I effing love it. I just can't get over it. Jed, first of all, now may not be Bachelor. You can't give someone who comes on the show, admittedly for the wrong reasons, Bachelor when He's like, I right. thought it would be a good platform. Right. I mean, let's just get his his exact quote. He's First of all, he prefaced it as saying, this is hard to talk about, I'm sorry. I thought it was going to be like some like cam situation or family story or like yeah. I lost a finger. Well, he because he had started by talking about how important music is to him and then paused to say that. Yeah. This is hard to talk about, I'm sorry. And I was like, did he like, is he about to say that he like, killed someone he was competing with for a record label? I know. Like, what is he about to say? There was the tension, the way that he was receding into himself. It was bizarre. <laughs> and then, as you just heard, this is essentially a paraphrase, but he says, I love love. And then he says, about coming on the show, my first thought was this is a huge platform. I am just, I'm, I am blown away that this made it into the show. And Astonishing. It, it's a truly incredible moment. It, it's like... It's not like a fourth wall breaking moment because obviously this is a show where they talk to the camera so there is no fourth wall. But it's just a paradigm shift. It's like this is this is a level of self-awareness that is beyond commendable. I'm just sort of like not even sure what to do with it. Okay. So is it commendable? Because here's my question for okay. you. What would motivate this choice? There are a couple of possibilities. One, he genuinely is falling for Hannah and as a sensitive soul, you know, creator of love songs who loves love. Sure. He loves love. I do too. <sighs> who doesn't? Felt that it was imperative to reveal this truth to her early on in the formative days of their relationship before it had the chance to develop into the kind of toxic secret that would destroy them from within. Or... He has said something in the house. Mm, that he's worried is going to come out. That he's worried is going to come out. And he chose this moment to get ahead of a potential scandal. That's a good and theory. control the situation while he could. That's a really good theory. I could not help but think about that possibility. My thought was, I can't speak to why he said it, but I think it was left in to foreground some kind of mistake he later makes. Like to turn him into a villain, essentially. Oh. Or, to, or some kind of like narrative moment where you're like, oh, we should have known he was here for the wrong reasons. I just feel like he's going to have to become a wrong reasons guy now that we know this about him. And she just moved on from it very quickly. She was not phased, which leads me to believe that she too went on The Bachelor yeah. for the platform. Yes. Yeah, so that, that occurred to me as well because she, her response to it was stunning to me. Stunning. Uh, given how much time she spent reasonably talking about how her great fear is that, you know, I mean, this is a common thing. It's not like she's the only bachelor or bachelorette to say this, but what does it all boil down to in essence? I want the truth from people because my big fear is that I'm not going to know somebody's true intentions and that they're not really going to be here for me and that I'm going to fall in love with someone who doesn't love me back. Okay. So if someone is saying that to you, even if it's presented as this, this little like nougat of horror wrapped around this delicious chocolate coating of love. Yeah. If you're a person who spends most of your time in this experience worried about that very thing, I don't know how you would just be able to shake it off that quickly. So maybe it will be the kind of doubt that 
again, even if he is genuine in his feelings now, kind of eats away at her over yes. time. I think no matter what, this moment will be used to undercut Jed. And there's sort of like no way forward for him in this in this um, world long term now that he's made this acknowledgement. And I'm not, I've never really been a fan, but I think we can just like pretty much write off Jed as both the winner, as Bachelor, as a Paradise star, like as anything. Mm. I think this sort of like puts him into a zone. It's kind of like the Hannah G zone to me where she could never have been the Bachelorette because she was like an influencer. It's very similar. It's like if you need to like fall into it kind of like, I, you know, I don't think anyone thought this goofy Hannah girl would be a good Bachelorette and like look how it's turned out. Tremendous. But I think that if you're like seeking it, it's it's like so many things. If you want it, you just got to play it cool, you know, and he is not doing that. Here's the other thing about Jed. He doesn't actually possess a forceful enough personality to ever be anything but the guy who said this. Totally. Jed, I, I have no interest in. I like like lock me in a room with Luke P for an hour and like or like oh my God. Hard never. pass on that. I mean, but I would prefer <laughs> that. I'd prefer to like be around a, a self-denying psychopath than have to spend time with Jed. He's a snooze fest. I did like Jed's jacket. The Shearling one? That's great. There was a lot of Shearling. A lot of, like, early century fashions in this season of Dudes. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of, like, they haven't progressed since 2003. Like, I, like a lot of them dress like they're on One Tree Hill to me. Yeah, or, again, or, like, Riggins. Yeah, or Tim He Riggins. was literally wearing tight a, jeans, a jacket. a Riggins jacket, and boots. Do you find Jed attractive? I personally do not. I don't either. Uh, he's clearly a handsome guy. Yeah. Very fit. It's just not for me. Not my type. Not my not my vibe. Tyler eclipses it. Him, uh, all of them, really, anyway. Oh Tyler and, and Peter are my my favorites. I, I really like Mike, and I do like Connor as well. Let's talk about those guys really quickly. But first, let's talk about Cape Line. What better way to celebrate Hannah B's journey to find love than with something delightfully bubbly? New Cape Line sparkling cocktails of all the flavor you want and nothing you don't. Discover the margarita, hard strawberry lemonade, and blackberry mojito of your dreams with just six simple ingredients and nothing artificial. Go to capeline.com and find out where to buy a six or a 12-pack of these beauties. Get them in your fridge and get ready to open up a can of having it all. Welcome to Cape Line. Celebrate responsibly. 2019 Cape Line Beverages, Memphis, Tennessee. All right. We just got to talk about a couple of these dudes really, really quickly. Mike. I was really feeling Mike, and then I, I soured on him towards the end of the episode. Oh, interesting. You think he's too interfering? It's not the interfering. I think he's, like, a little too much, like, I want to be the protector in, like, a condescending way. While we were, like, mm. we, were, we were applauding Tyler for being, like, I want to be her arm candy. Like, he's a little bit more, like, let me take care of you. It seems like right. he wants to, like, kind of do it all. And I found that to be like a little bit like cloying. I right. wasn't into it. The you're, you're, you could be my fourth queen. Yes, exactly. And I'll protect my queen. Again, it's like very sweet. It's like perhaps you've watched too much Game of Thrones or something. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I just, it didn't sit right with me. It was a little too much. It was a little too performative and lacked like the earnestness that I, that I actually thought he had in previous episodes. When he shared his heartbreaking story about his girlfriend yeah. and the miscarriage, I mean, that was really real. And I felt like that guy was kind of gone now that he had like a, it felt like he found like his reason for being, which is mm-hmm. to like take down Luke P. And as a result, he became less likable. Yeah, I, I think I wonder how much of it is actually what you just said, which is just that his role over the course of the first few episodes has has shifted from a guy who's there to pursue his own relationship with Hannah to a guy who's clearly just positioned every episode as the person who's willing to stand up to somebody else yeah. and say something. I mean, Garrett also did that a lot in this episode. Dylan has done it. Other people have been 
obviously Luke S. Other people have been plenty vocal with Luke P. But those scenes tend to center around Mike as the willing antagonist, which, again, makes it hard to, like, think of him as anything else. I just, I don't know. I like him. I think that he is, he is very handsome. Very. Very strong. Yes. Seems to really care about his family and the people in his life. And I do, I hear what you're saying. I think, you know, if you're a strong, independent woman, there's a, there's, that line is really fine between finding it attractive when a guy wants to stand up for you and protect sure. you and saying, like, get, dude, I've, I've got this. Like, I can handle my own shit. And I can see how maybe that would, that line would have vanished a little sure. bit. Yeah, sure. After so many scenes like this. But I'm hoping that he, he sticks around for a little while. Yeah, I like him. Uh, he, he seems like a nice, well-intentioned dude, but I think his affect is just kind of not for me. There's that scene of him in the season preview in the in the underwear with Hannah, like up against him. So oh, yeah, we still have we still have that to look. We've forward got so to. much to look forward to. Um, I feel that we need to discuss. I mean, we haven't even talked about the Luke's. I think I'll be saving that for the B side. Do, do you the want Luke's are just horrendous? It's, a, it's just not fun. No, my my main question at the moment about Luke P. Is who gave him an iPhone to look up the word psychopath? That's mm. actually the most interesting thing about Luke P. Luke P. and Luke S. They're both out. They're both not winning. Psh, How cares? far do you think Luke P. is going to go, though? Well, she said she has really strong feelings for yeah, him. Yeah, that's the thing. We're I, in episode four. I think he makes it at least the seven, six or seven. Are you, are you ready for my prediction? Yeah. I think Luke P. makes final four. Wow. And I think that the blow up that we've seen in the this season on where she is yelling at a guy we yeah. can't see about something presumably judging something about her sexual yeah. choices. That's a good point. And she says, you know, guess what? I uh, Some version of, guess what? I have had sex and Jesus still loves me. And how dare a man judge me? I think that's going to be to Luke. I think that's a good call. Because of fantasy suites where he's going to say something to her about like, I don't want you fucking other dudes. Basically, don't be a whore. I can see him saying something like that and her rightly, no one can, rightly losing it on him. No one can see me right now, but I'm shaking my, my head. Can't just you being see pissed. the, yes. oh, well, God came to me in the shower yes, and told me course. to stop having sex call. guy saying that to her? It's a great call. And also, he seems really controlling. He mm-hmm. is, his stalker vibes are only stronger by the week. Yeah. I would like for him to leave, but, and I, again, like, I find him so boring. Like, this is, like, kind of old Bachelorette. Like, I don't want this kind of drama. Like, get this guy out of here. But it's fine. Ultimately, though, the biggest loser from the Luke on Luke crime is Luke S. Because don't stoop to his level. P.S. I tried to find some info on Luke S.'s alleged tequila brand. And as he said, has not launched yet. There's no (laughs) info out there. But also, like, Luke S.'s background, I never would have guessed. He's... Used to he lives in DC where he's like involved in politics in some way. He also used to work at uh, be a bartender. He's kind of like an inside the beltway kind of guy, and he does not give that impression to me at all. Also used to model for Vineyard Vines that I can buy. I see that he doesn't look like Nick Vial to me at all. I I definitely see why people say that. There's just something about the general grooming and shape of his face. Though I know that Nick was offended by that. Yeah, <laughs> how do you feel about the rugby date in general? Uh, I enjoyed it. I always like when there's an opportunity like that for one of the guys to do something like Luke P. did and just reveal some some sort of inner demon that other people should rightly be afraid of. I, I was I had thought based on the, the season preview that Connor was going to be the one who got injured. Mm. I was expecting a like 
compound leg fracture or something like Poor that. Poor Connor. It just seemed, I don't know, it just seemed like Luke was going to snap him in half like because he's such a, you know, again, I, I find him very winning, but such a little string bean. I will say the, I know you don't want to talk about the Lukes for too no, long, we, but, we can. but Luke P. Don't let me box you in. Just overtly lying minute after minute is actually, even beyond the bounds of the show, kind of scary. Like, that's pathological behavior. It bothers me that Hannah is not, like, showing the tape. I just— Yeah. It also bothers me that no one's showing her the tape. Because if he does do that, like, on the challenge, if you assault someone like that, you're out. Like, you gotta go. That's happened so many times. And he should have to go if he he needs someone in the face. The body slam was terrifying. Yeah, and then lied about it, then you should have to leave. I actually think that's, like— kind of violent like they said the guy said like Mm -hmm. they all seem like they weren't really being facetious like I think they just dislike him of course but there is like a level of like yeah actually like he is like unstable and you don't know what he's gonna do yeah he's kind of vile the more that I think about Luke P like I just like like him less and less he's very tough also he's obviously extremely welcoming of her sexual advances when he is the recipient you know the the massage and taking off his shirt and that's again part of why I think it seems likely that he's the recipient of her uh her justified righteous rage yes because it just seems like he would be that kind of hypocrite yeah I agree it with really you. does I totally agree I just I worry because I think that she she has been so compelling as a bachelorette really I have been shocked and very pleasantly surprised and I worry that she's going to keep him around so long because she's going to keep talking herself into him at the expense of these other guys who are coming to to blows with him verbally or otherwise every week. And that when it comes to this moment of crisis, it's going to be so late into the experience that she's going to really question herself and her judgment. I think that also it's very hard to just walk away from that initial attraction because you're probably so overwhelmed that even if your mind is questioning it, she seems like a real libido-driven woman. And I like it. Me too. And I think that's hard for her to like just sort of like walk away from which Here, makes make sense here's my advice look at Tyler's butt <laughs> well, there should be no trouble because his pants are so tight um, the Chris Harrison TRT this week Ugh. one minute 60 seconds I mean not not one minute and 60 seconds not two minutes 60 seconds flat when you don't have the actual rose ceremony at the end you yeah, know, when I mean, you get the it, cliffhanger I mean that cuts it by a minimum of 20 seconds bad beat for him <sighs> I, he says he comes back so I, I believe it I really believe it. What a great, great showing for Tyler. I just absolutely love it. <laughs> it's uh, incredible. I really hope that, again, I, I think that, I think she's going to end up with him at, at, right now at least. So I, I think he'll be there the whole way. But I really hope that at a minimum we get to his hometown. I think it would be so fascinating to see him in his environment. Oh, we're definitely going to his hometown. There's there's no way. There's The won't. shot of her, I've studied the, the this season on very closely. There's a shot of a, a man mm-hmm. in like, kind of turquoise or seafoam swim trunks mm. and she's like rubbing his abs. Oh yeah. Those are Tyler's that's Tyler. Abs, yeah, that's Tyler. For sure. Yeah. So that seems like maybe they're out on he likes to boat, right? He maybe that's boat. his hometown. Yeah. yeah, maybe. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Here's hoping. Um Mallory, thank you so much. You're a great guest as always. And really probably the only person I we could truly dig into what makes Tyler Tyler. <laughs> so thank you so much for being here. I will be back on Thursday. We will talk Luke P and Luke S. And I think a little sprinkling of some other reality TV. I've just been loving Southern Charm. Thank you're- you so much for having me, Juliet. As always, I'd like to say that it was an honor and a privilege <laughs> to be here. It was a uh, beautiful pod. Has nothing on you, though. <laughs> 
Thank you to Tyler. And of course, thank you to today's sponsors. Talk to you soon. 